Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new series entitled Dealing with Childhood Trauma and the Effects. This is a podcast of Mind Care and aims to provide hope and answers and take away the stigmas of childhood trauma. My name is Rochelle Knight and I'm your host. Dr. Dana Philisaint is a professional counselor whose focus is on childhood trauma. For more information about Mind Care or Dr. Dana Philisaint, please go to mindcare.us. Today's topic is how the trauma of sexual abuse can impact a person's life and ways to avoid or recover from its effects. Hi, Dr. Dana Villasaint. Hello, and welcome back again to another uh, session of our podcast. Wonderful. Now, I know last time we are going to talk about this, but today we're just going to jump right in there. So first of all, what is trauma? Well, trauma is actually a time when a person feels an intense threatened by an event or they are involved in certain events that are traumatic, um, or they witness certain things that are horrific in their lives, and so the exposure might cause the individual to feel a sense that they're in a trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, are there different types of trauma? There are. There are 12, actually, that's identified by the National Child um, Traumatic Stress Network, and there are bullying is one, community violence is another one, complex trauma that incorporates different types of trauma all at once, disasters might cause trauma, early childhood traumas, um, earlier would be between the ages of zero and six, um, intimate partner violence, or in other words of saying domestic violence is another trauma, medical trauma, physical abuse, refugee trauma, and sexual abuse, and there's also um, terrorism and violence, trauma, and also the last one is the traumatic grief. So when an individual is having to experience a loss and they're not sure how to go about dealing with it, so that that could be a trauma for that individual. And um, now I know that certain types of trauma, there's repeated exposure, there's a single event, like are the effects of the different types of trauma the same or are they different? No, not at all. Actually, the effects okay. may be quite different. It's based on the individual, their environment, which includes their family, how the family reacts to that trauma, the intensity, the duration, of course, um, the uh, involvement and how involved they're part of that tra traumatic experience. All these can have a different impact on an individual. And so because of that, our approach to the ways that we help individuals with trauma might be different based on the, their recovery time, the intervention that they might need, uh, the treatment uh, that they probably need, and um, all these might be very varied based on the individual's needs. Now, I know today's discussion is about sexual abuse. So do you have any statistics to share um, with the listeners? Well, um, this is an actually a very important topic for us to share because not a lot of people know some of these statistics. For example, did you know that one out of 10 children 
have experienced abuse, sexual abuse before the age of 19, that's pretty sad. And then out of that, one out of seven are girls. One out of seven are girls, and one out of 25 are boys before the age of 18. That's one really bad statistic. Another one to consider is the fact that um, this is interesting, actually. Between the years of 1993 and 2006, they thought there was a decrease in childhood sexual abuse, where, as it turned out, 38% of the victims never disclosed that they were sexually abused during that time. And there's some that never dis- disclosed. So because of that, that's why the number seemed, um, you know, so such a, a high decrease. In actuality, there were a lot of people that were not sharing that information. Another one is that nearly 70% of all reported sexually assaults um, were done by children before the age oh, of wow. 17. So actually children are being exposed to sexual abuse much more than adults. So 30% adults report, 70% were children. Um, and of course, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, most of the time these things are happening with someone they already did know. So it could be a neighbor, a friend, a family member, um, and it can be in the church, in the school, recreation places, um, or even in their own home. So this is, this is something that we need to discuss because these things are taking place and a lot of times they're not discussed. Um, and it says that 90% of the time the children themselves know who their abusers are. So 90% and only 10% did not know who that, that uh, um, stranger, it might be a stranger. But other than that, it's someone that they actually know. Um, but here's a, here's a statistic that might be a good thing for some, that if, if it wasn't an adolescent that sexually abused a child, um, they're more likely to, you know, we can't say that this once a, a sexual offender, always a sexual offender. So if they receive the proper treatment and they um, understand the nature of what they're doing, um, you know, later on they might get well and never even turn around and, and, and do certain things like that. And a lot of times they'll feel bad for the experiences that they, you know, put someone else through. So there is hope as well with that. Now, you made an interesting point. You talked about 70% of younger children. So my question is, is it, is, I don't know, is there a trend or is it more common for younger children to report it as they get older, they're less likely? So is it something that, you know, conversations that could be had? Like what can people do, especially with younger right. children? Like what can people right. do, you know, to help, you know, to help, you know, make them feel comfortable? Like is there something that we can do? Well, the reason why it's Mm -hmm. 70% that's reported by children, it says, before the age of 17 is because there's a lot of us who are mandated reporters. Mandated Mm -hmm. reporters are teachers, school psychologists like myself, um, or nurses, or medical professionals, or anyone that works with children are mandated Mm -hmm. reporters. So when the children Mm -hmm. maybe share that with someone they trust, we're... Uh, mandated to report that information and tell that's why we, you know, that number might be higher than those of adults reporting. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing statistics. Um, and how does the trauma of sexual abuse impact a person's life? Now, clearly it does. 
So what effects are you seeing in younger people and as they get older? Okay. So one of the first signs that typically we see in the school system is a child, of course, academic, might be going down if they were fine before, um, now they're a struggling student, or their emotional, mental health problems might start uh, giving you some certain signals that there's something not right. Um, anxiety might kick in. Depression is another thought. Um, and, of, of course, there's a suicidal attempt or even, um, you know, threats that they have um, towards um, wanting to hurt themselves. Um, there's also mm. uh, high over-sexualized behaviors that students might expose themselves to or to others. Um, sexual behaviors in general that uh, makes you question certain things, in particular children, if you knew them from before. But definitely their test scores, cognitive behaviors, memory might be impacted as well. Um, substance uses or substance abuse problem might start coming up, especially during the ages of adolescence. Um, another thing is crime or delinquency in mm -hmm. crime might be something that you might see uh, they start taking part in, um, or even the risk of uh, teenage pregnancy um, might be something that we need to consider, um, you know, and the impacts that it has, sexual abuse have on, on, on people's lives. Uh, and, of course, there's, there's longer term. So it, when we get to the, the stage of adulthood, mm -hmm. you might see some of these mental health problems even higher. Uh, of course, there's physical um, health that's impacted. Uh, another thing that I saw in a lot of the research that I was looking at is fibromyalgia and STDs and uh, things like headache, chronic headaches, or even... Um, diabetes uh, might, might have something to do with the, the child's experience of being abused as, as a young person. Um, there's another statistic that shows that uh, there are three areas in which the problem manifests itself, usually in a negative way and uh, psychosocial outcomes. That's the use of mm -hmm. substances or, uh, you know, multiple marriages even. Um, not all instances, of course, but this is what the research is kind of showing the trend uh, um, more likely to. And, of course, psychiatric diagnosis of anxiety, um, depression, or even certain type of phobias, eating disorder, and suicidal thoughts, obesity, eating disorder, those kinds of things we tend to see a lot um, in adults that experience uh, a, a child uh, sexual abuse early on. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we, you know, start taking action now to help people get educated on this event. And, you know, males are not immune to this situation even as well. So uh, for male abusers, they see that they're twice likely to have uh, HIV than non-abusers in male in one of the studies that we saw. So this is, this is something that uh, we need to consider, that it's not only female, but there are also male that are impacted by this. And one last thing I want to say about the impact, um, with my 20 years of counseling experiences in mental health, I've seen personally that uh, these individuals have a negative view on sex and sexuality in general, um, and, you know, sexual abuse might impact their marriages, uh, their lost sense of identity, they're not sure who they are or what they're about. They are more likely to take very high-risky behaviors. Um, they tend to blend, blame themselves a lot. Um, and so 
a result of that, they have a very, um, uh, or they I should say, they avoid meaningful relationships, um, and that might fear. They might have that fear of committing to people as well. And one other thing that I think is important to, for individuals to know that their image of the Creator might be very negative, or their image of who God is might also be very uh, negative, or tend to be more on the negative side. So those are the things that I've seen, and also what research is showing. Oh wow. I mean, you talked a lot about, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, spiritually, of all of these different aspects of a person that are affected uh, because of, of, of just of sexual abuse. And is it possible that a person can actually recover? And I know there's hope, but, you know, is it possible for them to recover from these or some of these effects of sexual abuse? I would always say there is hope. And, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things that um, might help an individual is to remember this acronym that I help my clients with that seems to help them to remember, in a sense, as to why we even share these statistics and the ways that they can go about helping themselves get better as well. So the, the acronym that I use is BUT. BUT, I would say BUT to the second power. B-U-T to the second power. What does that stand for? So B, be aware. So making yourself aware of what the statistics are saying of victims um, so that you're not a victim. victim. So when you're consciously aware of these stats, you can say to yourself, I know that I need to get help or I'm aware of what could potentially be, and so let me make sure that I do the things that I need to do so that I don't become a statistic or a victim of these long-term impacts. Another one is you, which stands for use your story for good. So there are so many people, as I mentioned to you, that are also uh, impacted by sexual abuse. So finding ways to help them find their voice or support them or help others who are dealing with the same situation by telling your story or tell them what you're doing to overcome as well is a good way to help yourself. Another way is T, train your brain to behave. What do I mean by that? So what I'm saying is learn how to process your thinking by telling yourself the truth. You know, you can use God's word, which is more powerful than anything. Um, you can use, um, you know, positive self-talk that helps you to train your brain. Things like behavior, uh, cognitive behavior therapy is a model that we use where we um, teach people how to change their thinking um, and turn their way, which in turn would, would change the way that they feel as well. So all that can change the way that you view the world, um, it changes the way that you view other people, change the way that you view yourself. All of these things will help you to interrupt these negative thoughts um, so that you can be a happier person. And the last T, like I said, it's, it's but to the second power, is take action. What do I mean by that? One of the things that we know, there's a disconnect at times that people have, understanding their relationship with, with their own bodies. So they need to have a different view of seeing themselves and who they are. Um, and the way that they do that is not only by talking and talk therapy, but to take action. So things like exercising, sleeping well, eating well, um, eating healthy foods, you know, getting the blood flow in the brain properly so they can process things um, more effectively, deep breathing exercises. Um, so those things to kind of get to know your body a little bit much, much more than you do now. Um, if, because people, when they do deal with sexual abuses, 
tend to have um, a very negative view of the, who they are. And so by helping yourself with these very simple principles of exercising, sleeping, you can start to understand how your body works. When you exercise, you actually start feeling better. So those are things that we also uh, remind individuals. So remember, but to the second power. All right, Dr. Dana Philistine, I like that. But to the second power, be aware of your statistics. Use your story for good. Train your brain to behave, includes positive self-talk, and take action. Is that what you said? All right, I like that. Um, Practical, wonderful. Okay, and um, do you have any last thoughts for our listeners to provide them with hope, Um, especially those um, who have experienced some type of sexual abuse. Okay. So there's, there aren't any good research, I can tell you that, about long-term uh, um, outcome for individuals dealing with uh, childhood sexual abuse, abuse. However, one of the things that I remember from a very young age that um, our parents taught us from John 3.16, and many people know it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, you know, one of the things to remember is that the enemy, which is Satan himself, he meant for evil all those things that took place, um, but God can definitely turn it around. So remember all that but. Apply the but to the second power in your life, and you will learn that you're worth it, you're valuable, and your importance is not based on your experience. Um, and that you are an overcomer. So start uh, remembering these principles and that you can be victorious regardless really is a blessing and that the Lord does have a but in your life, meaning, you know, all those things happen, but you can be victorious. So but the second power, remember that. That's fantastic. I like that. You are valuable. You are valuable. All right, Dr. Dana Philosaint, do you have um, any resources out there for our listeners if they want to hop on the website? Um, What resources do you have available for our listeners before we close? Absolutely. So, of course, please visit visit our website. Share the information with others that you're learning. Um, We are also um, doing a blog. So share that blog out to as many people as you can. Um, And I will be writing this uh, information in an article as well so that you can easily share with those who don't have the podcast option. Um, And just just make the information be known that they can be overcomers and they're not uh, doom, uh, it's not all doom and gloom because we do have hope. Fantastic. You are valuable. We have hope. Dr. Dana Philosaint, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, Like Dr. Dana Philosaint was saying, please, visit mindcare.us for more information, any resources that are on the website, um, or more information about Dr. Dana. If you want to contact her, her contact information is there. Um, And as well, um, we definitely hope you guys will come and visit next week on next week's podcast, another fantastic topic. And thank you for joining us today on dealing with the trauma of sexual abuse. That's Thank right. you. Like us on Facebook and all the other medias. All right. God Sounds bless. great. All right. Bye-bye.